You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. Hey everybody, Dan here from Counting Lights. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, We've got an amazing uh, series of episodes coming to you within the next couple of weeks. We went on down to SWE Fury's Spring Stampede. If you haven't heard of SWE Fury, it's this company out of Texas, and it is just growing and growing and growing. And growing is really an understatement here. They are really picking up. So if you haven't checked out SWE, Google SWE, find them on Facebook, find them on Twitter. They have full episodes on YouTube. You can see them on Fight TV. This this company is growing. But we went on down there. We had a couple of interviews with some some really, really big names in the wrestling industry. Like Jazz, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, uh, Teal Piper and Demos. Uh, and 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 some some wrestlers just known in the indie scene that maybe you haven't heard of, uh, and some legends like the grappler Lynn Denton. We've got a series of episodes coming up for you that are can't miss. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at counting underscore lights or email us at the counting lights podcast at gmail.com. That's counting lights podcast at gmail.com. Also want to give out a couple thank yous to James Beard and Tom Lance over at SWE for letting us come, letting us set up, and letting us just talk with everybody that we wanted to talk to. Seriously, you guys are the real MVPs, rock stars of the wrestling industry. Also want to give out another thank you to Oak Highlands Brewery for letting us do our comedy show the other night. Sold out. Big thanks to Dean Lewis, David Jessup, Zachary Arredondo, Bobby Goldsmith for just going up on the stage and killing it. And everybody that came out to Oak Highlands Brewery, we're having another successful comedy night. Our next event at Oak Highlands Brewery is going to be May 15th as we have another Counting Lights wrestling show headlined by Rodney Mack. It's going to be good. Now, guys, without further ado, we're going to kick this series of interviews off with a banger. One of my personal favorites. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Gangrel. And we're back with the Counting Lines podcast. We've got a big one here. Bam, we got a great guest for you. Uh, as far as I one of the pillars of the of the Attitude Era, ladies and gentlemen, the brood, I mean, I can go on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Gangrel, right here on the Counting Lines podcast. How What's you going on, brother? How you guys doing? Hey, Ready man. Well, fanging and banging? Yeah, that's fangin right. Fangin baby. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, man. How are you guys? I'm, I'm, thank you. Thank you. I love coming to Texas. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's uh, The people are great, and the wrestling is awesome. Yeah, wrestling is awesome here in Texas, that's for sure. What are you doing? Uh, tell, tell us what brought you into SWE here. Well, what brought me in is that I was well aware of it before I was ever booked for it, and then somebody reached out to me, and they didn't say uh, what the show was. They just said, hey, a company might be interested in using you. I'm like, yeah, 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 I was blowing it off. And then uh, I had another booking, and then they wrote me again and said, hey, like, these people might be interested in using you. I might be able to fit you in. I go, well, what company is it? He goes, well, SW. I go, why didn't you say that the first time? I <laughs> cleared the calendar out to get in here because I want to be a part of this, uh, this, this vibe going on, SWE Fury, the old school feel. And, uh, and, and it just feels really like they're making history again. Even doing, you know, the only thing new is what's been forgotten. And I'm not saying this has been forgotten, but people certainly overlooked 
proper wrestling, and Texas wrestling was proper wrestling. I just grew up in uh, South Florida, so I was a fan of uh, Championship Wrestling Florida with Kevin Sullivan and all that. So um, that's the kind of wrestling I love. And, and, of course, you know that Sullivan and then went back and forth, Mulligan, back and forth between Texas and the Von Erichs, and David Von Erich came in. So I certainly got a love and a passion for uh, uh, Texas-style Texas wrestling, professional wrestling, what professional wrestling should be. And I'm super proud to be here. So that's what brought me here. That's awesome. We're glad to have you, man. Yeah. So what's your plans here with SW? Man, ride it as long as I can so they get rid of me, tell me don't come back. So. That's a shoot, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I know, fortunately, like a lot of dates aren't matching up, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. But uh, like this morning, I came in early uh, to the show and got to work with a lot of young talent. So, you know, I love doing that. I have a wrestling facility where I train people. So I love coming in and hearing different coaching by, like you know, like Rod Price, who's another Texas guy. He had Alex Porto in, who he has a school in Orlando. So it's always great to see his perspective things. And, and, and Rudy, you know, he's up there. And then, uh, and then, then the dog pound itself, you know, so Riley Mack and jazz so you, you, I get to learn every time so I, I came in strictly wanting to learn and I, I ended up doing a little bit of teaching but I, I came here to learn as well show up at 9 a.m. just like they did so I could learn some so so I'm looking forward to it so now you got a full workout before you even came in here and did the meet and greet didn't man you? I changed two shirts they were so sweaty <laughs> <laughs> they're still drying out over there uh, welcome fun. to the Texas heat buddy yeah well, well it was Texas week we were in there grinding we we're putting work in but it's kind of cool it's cold to me out there right oh now. yeah <laughs> oh we were lucky you got oh, yeah. a you got a nice yeah. week yeah. wait wait until tomorrow then it'll be like 95 yeah. degrees just out of yeah. nowhere well, I'm maybe scooting, a tornado I'm scooting out here on a 7 a.m. I got a 4 o'clock show in Florida. So. All right. <laughs> oh, you're busy. You know, it's funny because people know your background with WWF. And, but tell us, kind of give us a kind of quick overview of how you really started in the business. Well, I, I, was, I broke into the business under Boris Malenko. So my first territory that I went to was Stampede Wrestling. So when I got Stampede, they felt I needed to be retrained. So I retrained in a dungeon. So I trained there. And then from there, I went to All Japan. Then I went down to Puerto Rico, worked down there full time, then and went to Memphis. And then after Memphis, I thought I, w I wanted to get a little bit more schooling, so I went to the office. So I went to the Wild Samoans up in Allentown. So I went there, I trained for a little bit, and then became the trainer there. <laughs> so, all right, so I trained, it was cool, but then one winter up there ran me home. So then I went down and I ended up running Dean Malenko School, you know, the, the son of uh, Boris, who yeah, trained me. Sure. Dean. So I ran that, so then I got a passion for training school. So, but yeah, so that, that's been my journey. And then I've been back and forth to Japan. I've done 18 tours and stuff like that. Although I haven't been back since 98. Ever since WWE hired me, I hadn't been back. I don't know if that jinxed me or what. I do miss it. But I'm getting up there in years, so I think the clock is running out on getting one. Between the COVID and my age, I don't know which one's going to beat, beat the clock uh, out. Weren't you recently on uh, AEW? Weren't you recently in one of the Matt Hardy matches? What was that experience like? It was good. It was uh, it was cinematography. No, I'm yeah. not a big fan of that. I, I just like wrestling, get out there, and a big, good old slobber knocker. I'm not liking cut, start, cut, I cut, imagine start, the, cut, I imagine into the middle of the early morning hours. It was like yeah. 6 a.m. We Call time was 4. And oh, wow. I think they wrapped at 6 a.m. And, and I went straight to the airport because a, a hurricane kind of was coming through. Like, so a storm was coming through. And uh, I barely got out of there and got home. So, no, I'm not, I mean, it was nothing wrong with it, you know, yeah. for this era and what's going on. But I, I, I prefer a good old wrestling match. Just get out there and wrestle. But I guess it was cool. They did what they got to do during the COVID and different things, not yeah. being able to have people to put a different twist on things. But I certainly prefer being here in SW Fury and just getting out there and having a good old slobber knocker. And I think I got one coming tonight, too. <laughs> who, who, who they have you matched up against? Uh, Big Cass. Oh, wow. wow. 
Oh, we might have to sit in for that. Yeah, one. You might want to tie up those boots, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm sharpening my fangs too. <laughs> there you go. I walked past him in the hallway. Now I'm like five six, so you know, take my word for it. But like that dude is huge. I'm gonna tell you too. He, he looks to be in the greatest shape of his life, right? Yeah. Tremendous shape. He's in tremendous. And what's scary is this big fella. His, his head's on straight, and, and he's focused, and he's determined. So he's on a path. I, I would like to see SWE Fury be, you know, his final stopping grounds, but I, I think he's on a journey. He's he, he's climbing some big mountains, so yeah. so he looks focused, determined. So hopefully, I don't end up just a stepping stone here, and we make a little history tonight. <laughs> so at what point? Uh, obviously, uh, you didn't start out with the Gangrel kind of uh, no. kind of gimmick. Kind of kind of tell us that uh, that journey of so of what how that came about. When I went to Stampede Wrestling. It was a part of a tag team called the Blackhearts. We had no face, no mask. We were actually like the bastard sons of Stu Hart. Stu went out, had a good time, and we were the product of that. So we were the bastard Blackhearts. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> gimmick, man. So we came back to claim our, our spot in the Hart dynasty. And that was a Bruce Hart rib. I think he was just ribbing the whole family, getting us heat. You know? <laughs> that was a Bruce Hart idea. And then uh, from there, I had a falling out with my partner. We were working for Joe Goodhart's Tri-State Wrestling Alliance back in the day. Got a big brouhaha fight behind Denny's parking lot in Philly. And ultimately, they told me never come back to Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, particularly. Damn, that's a shoot, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. So uh, uh, I was floating around in between going, you know, I wasn't really moping, but I was just like, ah, what am I going to do? And then, I mean, it just kind of happened fast. I was with Luna, and we were having a blowny blowout one day, a bunch of junk food, you know, this and that, watching. She goes, you got to check this movie out. Dick Slater turned me on this movie, and it was called The Lost Boy. So, oh, nice. Uh, we watched it, and I kind of sit back jokingly pretty cool to wrestle as a vampire. She goes, you should do it, vampire. Yeah, yeah, you should be a vampire. You know, she didn't call me vampire then. She was like, you should do it, you should do it. And I go, no, man, you can't, you can't do that in wrestling. <laughs> you know? can't be a vampire in wrestling. Don't be silly. Don't be a silly bitch. And she goes, oh, you should do it, you should do it. And then literally like that week. Famous fucking last words, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? She, later that week, I, I, I was actually doing lawn maintenance in between because, you know, I kind of lost the Japan gigs and this, you know, you got to eat, right? So mm -hmm. my uncle had a lawn company, so it's like they're cutting grass. And this bizarre bald man with a weird beard came out with flip flops and painted toenails. I'm like, what is I hope he ain't thinking he's getting somewhere with me. <laughs> well, I didn't know what was about to happen. I didn't know, it, you know, something really bad was getting ready to happen. I was going to have to fight or, or, or what? And he goes, hey, you look like a wrestler. And of course, my chest bowed out. Of course I am. <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, uh, well, I helped book down in Puerto Rico. His name was Barabas. And, uh, so, uh, and actually, uh, that's where I met Mill uh, Murthros and everything back in the day before the mask and all that. Mm -hmm. He was down, he came in shortly after that. But I was down there and, um, uh, well, I didn't get down there yet. He just said, you look like a wrestler. Yeah, and then he goes, what care you got? And I kept thinking Puerto Rico's these monsters, Bruiser Brody. Yeah. And the Bruiser Brody thing had just happened too. So they were opening a company opposition of Carlos and, uh, I said, I'm a vampire. <laughs> he goes, yeah. You got any pictures? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, so I ran home. I actually went to a payphone, beep Luna, and she called me back. You know, and I said, hey, I got to get pictures as a vampire. Then we got to figure something out. I talked to this guy. You ever heard of him? She goes, yeah, I heard of him. He's legit. I'm like, oh, because he wanted me to bring a picture to him the next day. So ran home. I came up with some Lee press on nails, sized them up on my canines here. Holy shit. Are, yeah. you, are you kidding me? No, no, I'm serious. That's, what a great fucking idea. Like, I did that for like seven years, so I would cut them. Paint them the color of my teeth and then super glue them on. It's my fang. Lee press on that. Yeah, so if I have issues or anything, it's not from wrestling. It's from huffing super glue for over seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Putting them nails on to be a damn vampire. You know, you can't be a vampire in wrestling. But there you go. But you can't be a boogeyman either. But I see boogeyman's running around here. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like if you can be an IRS employee, you can yeah. be, you know what I mean? You can be a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. 
That's that's almost a vampire. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's a Tom Petty song, Leather Jackets, and change, change the Jingle. You know, yeah. it's just a rock and star. You know, and when I tried to sell like WWE on or WWF at the time, I go, you can't be there's no vampire. I go, sure they can. Uh, you know, they just gotta be really cool. You know, there could be yeah. a group of them, and you know, when the brood came and along. Brood, yeah. yeah. So I was like, as long as they, you know, they don't gotta win anything. They just gotta look cool. Vampires could lose all the time as long as they're cool losing. You know, they look cool. Yeah, <laughs> and you ended up being one of the coolest gimmicks out of that yeah, out yeah. of that era. Where did the name uh, Gang Grail come from? Well, they it came from a role playing game or something. Vince looked at it. He didn't. Uh, he didn't, they didn't run it through legal, and literally they got sued. Uh, Immediately right after, because it's a clan. Oh, shit. It's a clan. It's not a person. It's a that's clan. Why, that's and, why and in the had, video games they had to advertise for yeah. like five years. So, but I have all the rights for it now. I got okay. everything, so I can. I had beer. I had Gangrel's uh, pale ale. I've had. I have food. I had supplements. I still have hot sauces. I got the entertainment name. So I have all the. Uh, it's a not only trademark. It's registered now under me. So. Oh, you know, nice. So I got all that. Dude, yeah. that's great. That's great. You were able to pull that yeah. off. Because now what am I gonna do with it at 52? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one thing I underestimated with a vampire thing is you age. You're never supposed to grow old, lose your hair, well, get fat. Well, <laughs> I was actually, all the above has happened. You're like, <laughs> no, I was actually about to ask you if you were a real vampire because you look the same to me. Like you, you, well, you watch those camera lights when it hits the top of the head. <laughs> Ain't the same. If I was six foot, it's all right. So I better go to start working these small guys, not cats, where I'm gonna be the guy that's gonna be seeing my head. Yeah, uh, that's terrific, man. That's great. Well, so you're staying busy, and you're staying in shape. You're staying in great shape. What kind of stuff are you doing to stay in shape? I mean, obviously, you know, when we got in the business, I got in the business in the late 80s, and sounds like so, so did you. Yeah, lady. But, yeah. like, you know, we, it was all just going to the gym and pumping iron and, oh, yeah. you know, drinking beer and doing some uh, <laughs> Mexican supplements. But, well, yeah, probably but nowadays, I, I mean, as we get older, we can't, all, you know, we can't do that. What's what's keeping Ooh. you in such great shape? Well, keeping busy. So I have a training facility. So I'm in that ring Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and I, it's a three-hour class, and I run all three rings. So much like this morning when I was in there, I'm moving for three hours. So that keeps me out of the bar and keeps you away from eating all that food and plus keeps me moving and busy like a cardio. And then plus... Yeah, I'm in the gym. Uh, you know, I, I was doing cardio like three times a day, and then now it's cut down to one. I got to get back because I had a hernia surgery in February. First surgery I ever had, and it was a hernia one. But I put 20 pounds on, I can't shake back off. <laughs> so I, I, it took me all them years slowly to chip it away, but it, it was like this to come back on in that month, and I can't shake it. But, uh, but I'm going to step it back up. I've been uh, hobbling with a little plantar fasciitis and different things like that. So. But I'm coming back around. I'm, I'm getting there. I'll get that cardio back up. You look terrific, up. man. Yeah, so yeah. so tell folks how they can get in touch with you down there. You're in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm down in South Florida, basically a suburb of Fort Lauderdale, like right up, right a mile from the airport. It's GWAFlorida.com. You can check it out or, or Gangrel's Wrestling Asylum, however you want to look it up, or 954-505-3201. You can call if you're in the area and you want to make an appointment and come by. But that's where I'm at. I'm down there training, and I'm on the road Friday, Saturday, Sundays. <laughs> yeah, so if you're in South Florida, check out if you have ambitions to be a pro wrestler, check out Gangrel's uh, school. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing some good training. And right? it, it, before you come to the school, I ask you to come, like, ready to work. Like, if you're coming in there, please don't sign up if you don't plan on putting the work in, because I don't want you holding other people back. And I'll tell you, it's not meant for everybody. So if you come on down... Come on down, ready to become a professional wrestler, because that's what I'm going to try to do again. Yeah, that's what I will do to you by the end of it. Sounds you like out. you kind of handpick your guys. Then. I do. I try to weed people out, and, and I don't want to take people's money for no reason. You know, and I have an office guy that gets really upset 
with me because he would sign up that soda machine or something. <laughs> and I'd be like, that ain't fair. That ain't right. You can't, you know, look, listen, they're going to end up holding the class back in the long run. They'll be frustrated. It's going to hurt 20 kids because you won. I said, like, no, no. If you won't go away through you, just send them out there to me. And, and, and I'm not being mean, but I'll try to run them away with squats that I'll do with them, push them, I'll run them through things before I take their money, ever take their money. And I'll keep telling them, you know, maybe the one. But if they go through all that with me side by side, I'll say, you know what? God bless you, man. I, you know, welcome. Start your journey, and here we go. And then I'll just do the best I can with them as long as they give me the best they can. So That's awesome. So uh, we all have those few couple matches that stick in our eye in our head and mm-hmm. we can't ever get them out mm-hmm. because they're just those glory days that we <laughs> love to think about kind of give us an idea of some of your well, the one those ones that stick in when you're when you're laying in the bed and you just can't get to sleep and those ones. i'm gonna be honest I, it's been such a blur i don't have many but i'll go back to pre-vampire i'll go back to like the the Second All Japan Tour, Budokan Hall, you know, under the mask with Dan Crawford and uh, Phil LeFleur. Oh, well, he's the same guy with Doug Furness and Dan Crawford, Phil LeFleur. Uh, Budokan Hall, because I knew that was the match that comes back to me. Now, I've seen it. It's on YouTube, and it is not great. But the false finishes at the end, but no business being over there working in All Japan with, like, two years' experience under my belt coming out of Calgary. <laughs> These girls were grown men. These guys were assassins. These guys were killers out there. They've been in the business for 30 years. Here we come strutting in there, and then I'm wondering why they're trying to kill us. But, but Crawford and Furnace, they were kind enough to try to work through a 20-minute match in Budokan Hall. And just... I remember as we were going through those false finishes. Now, when I look back at the match, it doesn't look like anything I felt. Yeah. I go, ooh, ah, geez. But, but, but I saw, I, when I look at it still, I still see the potential, but I can remember the roar of the crowd through the false finishes. So, you know, I'm forever grateful for them carrying me through that because that's what's carried me on to want to stay wrestling is that match. Even though I look back and see that it's not great, that was a feeling that I, I knew that, like, oh, I could never replace this. That was the ultimate high highs, you know. You're like, this is something. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I know. Because like, I was always back and forth. I'm like, right. yeah, you know. You know, because I was like, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I got to get going here soon. But I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. When I signed up, like, to, at wrestling school, I went down there to fight. I saw I was there, buddy. Yeah, but I was coming down there to put it in. But, you know. You were going to shoot. You were yeah, ready yeah, to shoot. Yeah. It was like three weeks in, and them running me through the rigmarole, Boris and all them. And they sent somebody over. like, hey, do you think this is? I'm like, oh, come on, man. I need to make some money on the weekend. I need to go out there. No wonder this don't make sense to me. Why I'm going to give this guy my arm? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, he's just going around. What is he, where's he going to go with this? I was waiting for him to put an arm bar on. So later, you know, I did train. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I trained with Carl Gotcha's son-in-law. And I trained for the UWF. And... Um, at the same time, I got the chance to go to Calgary. So I was training for, for the submission wrestling and all that. So, uh, But I ended up going the Calgary route, which I'm glad I did. But, but I, I, yeah, I don't mind mixing it up. <laughs> but, hell, yeah, you got, a, you got a match here soon. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and let you go. But thank you so much for being on Counting Lights Podcast. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Want thank some, you. Get some. Bad Ladies and gentlemen, some. he's got a match versus Big Cass tonight. Uh, Gangrel, always a very, very good pleasure, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Such a pleasure. And yeah. this is the Counting Lights Podcast. We're wrestling and comedy. Lock up.